the Lupus Living Podcast. Today's episode, Lupus and Your Hair. Welcome to today's episode of the Lupus Living Podcast. This is Gwen Alexander, your host. This is a podcast to encourage you while living with lupus. Maybe you're a family member or friend of someone living with lupus and you want to understand what they're dealing with. Whatever the reason for you tuning in today, I say thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. Thank you also to those of you for sending me emails and messages letting me know how the podcast is helping and encouraging you. Those messages and interactions help me also. They always come at the right time to brighten my day. I also wanted to let you know that there's merchandise that you can, uh, that you can get that's available from the podcast. There are shirts, mugs, and masks available. You can visit thegwinalexander.com and click on Lupus Living Podcast, and there's a link in the show notes also to get to the store. So let's let the world know that we are lupus warriors. I wish I knew about today's topic back in 2017. That's the year that I had the big flare that led to my lupus diagnosis. I remember when I realized there was something going on with my hair. It was June of that year, and I had just returned from visiting my family in Louisiana. I was looking forward to resting because it was a 12-hour drive to get back to my home. And I was sitting on the sofa and rubbing my scalp, and then I stopped. I thought, that feels strange. So I went to the bathroom and grabbed my handheld mirror, and then I had to contort myself to try and look at that area, and what I saw freaked me out. I had a bald spot. I was like, where did that come from? My first thought was, I need to get some Rogaine for women. I started Googling all things about hair loss and what could cause it. I thought maybe that I've been putting too much strain on my hair in that area, you know, when I would comb it. If you haven't seen a picture of me, I'm a black woman and I wear my hair natural. I have to admit, sometimes I probably didn't comb my hair the way that I should without stressing it. I thought maybe I did something wrong that way. So once I finally calmed down, which took me about a week, I made an appointment to go see the dermatologist. And I told her my story, and the first question she asked me was, do you have thyroid problems? At that time, I didn't know that I did, but was about to have some tests done to check my thyroid. By the time I did get into the dermatologist, which was four months later, because that was the earliest they could see me, the hair had started to grow back. I had also talked to her about the scars that I had from these random rashes that I would get. This was the time when everything was somewhat coming together. I had noticed even before this that my hair seemed thinner than it usually was. I thought about it but never thought about talking to my doctor about it. Now I wish I would have said something. And what I learned is this happening was just one of the things that were pointing to I had an autoimmune condition or several of them as of now. So today I'd like to share with you what I've learned about lupus and your hair and what you may want to talk to your doctor about if you are experiencing this. Let's start by talking about a condition called alopecia. This is a medical term used for hair loss. 
Now, according to an article from VeryWellHealth.com about alopecia, it said 45% of people with lupus have this or have hair loss at some point. This wouldn't be limited to your scalp. It could be in any area of your body. You might notice your eyebrows are not as full as they used to be. Alopecia usually starts in the beginning stages of lupus and might be the first sign. There are two types of hair loss with lupus. It could be, I hope I'm saying this correctly, discoid lupus, which results in the scarring, and I think I've talked about that before, and the non-scarring. The hair loss that results from scarring may be from skin conditions from lupus. You might notice that your hair is thinning, like I did, or you notice that there are clumps of hair coming out. Now, some hair loss is normal. When you comb your hair or wash your hair, some's going to come out. Now, here's a scientific explanation of how your hair grows. 90% of a person's hair is growing at any time, and the other 10% it's in its resting phase. And after the resting phase, hair starts to shed. Now, hair grows where the one shed, and then it starts again. Some other reasons for thinning or hair loss could be the medications that you're taking. Those of us with lupus probably have a cabinet full of medications we take over the course of a day. The last episode, I talked about steroids and how they can affect you. If you're taking prednisone and other immunosuppressants, those could lead to hair loss. Another reason for hair loss could be, sorry, it's in your DNA. You can blame your ancestors for this, that this runs in your family. Now, women might experience thinning hair, while men will experience thinning hair, baldness, or both. If you do chemical treatments on your hair, this could lead to hair thinning and loss. I used to relax my hair from the time that I was in ninth grade up until my 30s. And then I decided I was done putting those chemicals on my hair and wanted to go natural. I was worried if my hair would grow, and it took me about a year to have all of that relaxed hair out. And the reason I didn't want to do it anymore was I was worried about how those chemicals were damaging my hair. I'm glad I did stop. Coloring your hair or bleaching or using a lot of high heat can damage your hair or make it brittle. If you have lupus, you might want to give your hair a break from putting harsh chemicals in it and see if this helps it to strengthen. Deficiencies in nutrition could also cause hair loss. It could be you're deficient in protein, iron, biotin, or zinc could be a part of that. One of the other I deal with is being anemic. I have low iron in my blood. And I think that also led to the hair issues that I was having. So low iron along with my body attacking itself were both working against me. Women in particular are more susceptible to iron deficiency due to the regular loss of iron in the blood during menstruation. So according to an article in Women's Center for HairLoss.com, hair loss isn't considered a typical symptom of iron deficiency, but some people might experience it. One last reason for thinning or hair loss could be you have thyroid issues. Now, I mentioned earlier, my dermatologist asked me if I had any thyroid problems, which I learned later, yes, I do. I didn't find this out until I had blood work done and also had other tests to see how my thyroid was working or overworking. When I finally received my diagnosis and started studying how, they, how this affects my body, I understood why this was happening. Of course, I wish I'd figured this out sooner, but oh well, better late than never, I guess. So your doctor would be the one to help you confirm that all your health conditions are affecting your hair. So what kind of treatments might be given to you if this is a condition you have? 
My first thought was to try an over-the-counter fix, but that may not always be the best choice. Looking back on my situation, it probably wouldn't have helped anyway. The best treatment for those with lupus is getting your lupus under control. It took me several months to get my body to stop flaring so often, and then there was still the time to figure out what was happening. And then during that time, my doctors were trying to get my dosage of my medications just right for me. When that was figured out, I did notice my hair was getting thicker again, and it wasn't as brittle. Something else I did was take better care of my hair. I do my own hair, so I schedule times now when I need to trim it. I use oils and moisturizers in my hair because my hair gets dry. And I also use a wide tooth comb when I wash it to detangle it. I use a leave-in conditioner, and depending on your hair type, you might need to research and experiment with what will keep your hair healthy. If you go to a hairstylist, they could help you find the hairstyle that is best for you. They could help you also with finding what will work for your hair type to take care of it. Hair extensions might be something to help you as you grow out your hair. I sometimes wear what's called drawstring ponytails. So you might see me on a video with my afro hairstyle, and then the next video you might see me with a really long ponytail. I joke with my friends that most of the women I know buy clothes and purses, but I spend my money on hair. Some women I've spoken to don't want anyone to know that they have hair extensions or wear wigs or anything like that. For me, it's not something I'm worried about. I like the fact today that we have several inexpensive options to have different hairstyles and not put a lot of strain on my natural hair. It helps me feel good about myself. You could also try head scarves or head wraps. I have found some very nice head wraps that I wear sometimes. And I have to admit, though, I wear those when I really don't feel like combing my hair. But the goal is to find what is comfortable for you. What about hair transplants? Depending on the type of lupus you have, this may not be an option. This is something you would need to talk to a hair transplant specialist about. Also, you would need to let them know of all the medications that you're taking because they can cause hair loss also. This could affect their decision of doing a hair transplant or if it would even be a viable option for you. From the articles I've read, it seems over-the-counter hair growth products are probably not going to work. I'm not saying they won't, but supplements that say that they'll promote hair, hair or stop you from losing your hair might not work either because of all the medications that you might be taking. This is when you should consult your doctor to see if any of these would even help. This can be just another aspect of lupus that could make you feel like, I can't do this. But knowing what's going on with your body can help you get the help that you need. Like I said, I wish I would have known this stuff a few years ago. I want to end by saying this. This list is not all-inclusive. Also, I've shared information from articles that I've read and also shared what I have experienced. Always talk with your doctor or healthcare professional. If hair is not their specialty, ask them if they can refer you to someone who specializes in treating people with autoimmune conditions and how it affects their hair. What has been your experience with your hair? Has lupus affected it? I'd like to know. You can send me an email, gwen at thegwenalexander.com. You can also send me a message to the website, thegwenalexander.com, and click the contact button and send me a message that way. And while you're at the website, don't forget to check out the Lupus Living Merchandise Store. And thank you to everyone for getting the word out about the podcast. 
I appreciate it. And thank you for sharing how you are living your best life with lupus. Today's quote that I would like to leave you with is this. It's from lupus and me. And that quote is, lupus is only going to be a chapter in my life, not the whole story. The information in this podcast is for informational purposes only. The views of any guest on the podcast are their own. The host of the podcast is not a medical professional. You should consult with your doctor or medical professional before you make any changes that may affect your health in any way. 